You are listening to the Girl Gone CEO Podcast, Episode 3. Welcome to the Girl Gone CEO Podcast, where you'll learn tips on how to grow and manage your business. So sit back, get ready, and please welcome your host, Dana Nicole. everyone. I am coming to you today from a beautiful little spot in rural Alberta. I have left the big city for a few days and I'm spending some time out in the beautiful countryside. And next I will be headed out to my husband's town where he is from to spend some time with his family where we're going to be fishing and just taking it easy for the next couple of days. So before I went on my break, I wanted to make this podcast and I want to talk to you today about how I became a graphic designer without going to school. So I'll first start off by telling you a little bit about how I came about studying graphic design on my own and why I decided to do it. I went to school and I got a bachelor's of business and I majored in marketing and I loved marketing and initially I really wanted to get into marketing but my first job out of school was working for an oil and gas company in the accounting division which was totally fine because I really just wanted to learn as much as I could and I figured if I can learn about accounting and finance, that just broadens my skill set even more and it's perfect. So I worked for a few years and then decided that I wanted to get into marketing. I felt that accounting just wasn't for me. I didn't see my career growing any in the accounting division and I really wanted to give marketing a try, especially because I had a degree in marketing and I felt that it was just kind of sitting there not getting any use by working in accounting. So I quit my job, I found a new one and I started working my job in marketing. Now to make a long story short, this job didn't work out for me. During the time, the economy had got hit really hard and people were getting laid off every week. And I'm talking hundreds of thousands of people were getting laid off and companies were restructuring, cutting divisions, cutting benefits, cutting salaries, everything was being cut and nobody was safe. So I managed to last eight months in my job before I got laid off and the entire marketing division was actually shut down. I was actually the only one left in the marketing um, division, but they decided to shut it down and I got moved into a data entry role. So it really wasn't where I wanted to be. I wasn't complaining because I needed a job at the time and there were no jobs to be seen anywhere else. Because of all the restructuring that was happening, there really wasn't a strong marketing group that I was a part of. So I wasn't doing a ton of marketing or a ton of work in general. And it just got me thinking that I was super unhappy with where I was in my position. And my husband was in the talks of signing a pro hockey contract out in Europe. And so I knew we'd be leaving and I knew I'd be quitting my job anyways. And I just decided I might as well learn a skill that I can take with us to Europe and freelance on my own and not have to worry about relying on someone else for a job. I always had an interest in graphic design so I decided that I would learn graphic and web design and then start up my own company and freelance. But at the time I knew I didn't want to enroll in any more education because it was going to be very costly and I knew that there were enough tools and resources online that I could learn graphic design and web design all on my own. 
So the first thing that I did was I got my membership to Adobe, the Creative Cloud, and I started to learn Photoshop. Which in hindsight, I would learn Photoshop last. I definitely wouldn't learn Photoshop first though because it's one of my least touched tools today. I mainly use Photoshop if I actually want to alter photos and put them up on my Instagram or just play around for fun. But I rarely use Photoshop um, to do client work. The only time I would use Photoshop for client work is to mock up some of my logos and some of my branding for them to see how their designs would look in a real life situation. But I would never create a logo in Photoshop or any type of design in Photoshop that needed to be vectorized. And if you're not familiar with the term vectorize, vectorize basically means that your image can be scaled super small or super large and it's not going to lose quality. So I can create a logo and I can squish it down on a business card and it's going to look sharp or I can stretch it out to the size of a billboard and it's still going to look just as sharp. And in order to make those vector images, you need to learn Adobe Illustrator. Illustrator is where I spend 90% of my time and it is the most used tool in my graphic design belt. So I would highly recommend starting with Illustrator first. But before you learn any tools, you must learn the fundamentals of design and the fundamentals of art. And this is kind of the boring stuff. It's the theory, the typography, the color theory. Uh, it's stuff that you don't necessarily want to learn because you just are so eager to get right into those tools. And I know I understand, but trust me on this, you'll want to start learning the basics before you actually get into designing anything. So step one in learning graphic design is learning how to draw. I cannot draw for the life of me. Like I am an awful artist, but I decided to learn to draw because I had been told that it's very important to know basic things. And so I picked up this book. It's called You Can Draw in 30 Days, The Fun Easy Way to Learn to Draw in One Month or Less. This book is by Mark Kistler and it is the best book to learn to draw. I am telling you if this book could teach me how to make something that actually looks decent, it can help you for sure. <laughs> Now, as I was learning how to draw and going through this exercise, I just kept thinking to myself, like, what is the importance of learning how to draw? Because in Adobe Illustrator, I can make sure that my lines are straight and I don't need to know how to draw a straight freehand line because Illustrator does that for me. Same with a circle. I can make a perfect circle in Illustrator. Why do I need to know how to draw a perfect circle? Well, what I found as I was going through is that this book teaches you a lot about the principles of how real life objects should look. So it teaches you about shading and shadows and light sources and all that is very important when you're creating something. Knowing little things such as where your light source is coming from or how to create a certain perspective for your illustrations is going to set you apart from someone who doesn't know that kind of stuff. Even if you're just planning on creating logos and business cards, you still do need to learn perspective and shading and highlighting and how to create 3D objects because you could come across a time when your client wants a 3D logo and if you don't know how to shade it or how to make it look like it has a certain perspective to it, then it's not going to look realistic and it's going to look cheaply made and your client's not going to be happy with it. So if you don't know these skills, you're not going to be able to take your designs to the next level and in turn, you won't be able to charge more for your services. 
When I first started learning graphic design, I definitely didn't do this first and that was one of my biggest regrets because I spent so much time learning the tools but I wasn't able to fully utilize them. Not only that, but learning about drawing helped me use different techniques in my illustrations and my logo design. For example, there was one logo I was trying to create and this was before I had really gotten into learning about art and drawing and I wanted to use a certain technique to it, but I didn't know what it was called. And I searched around for days trying to figure out how to do this certain technique and what it was called. I ended up having to go onto an online forum and just show everyone a picture of what it was that I was wanting to achieve. And they told me that it was called stipple shading. Now, had I learned about art beforehand, I would have saved myself so much time, but I didn't. And so because of that, uh, I had to take a lot more time trying to catch up and teach myself what I didn't know in the first place. Learning how to draw and learning about art before you get into graphic design is kind of like learning to drive. When you get into a car, you're not just going to wing it the first time. You're likely going to know which one's the gas pedal, which one's the brake, how to use the steering wheel, how to use your signal lights, how to turn on the wipers, stuff like that. That's kind of how it is with graphic design as well. You need to know about art so that you're able to use the tools more effectively. Now once you've learned about art, I still wouldn't suggest getting right into the tools. I think that before you get into anything, you need to then get to know the theory of graphic design. To learn theory, you want to start off with learning the basics of color, typography, shape, space, lines, texture, and size. Those are going to be the main areas that you're going to be working with and having a good general understanding of them will really help you to create sharp designs. You may already know that Comic Sans is basically a no in any design and that you never want to use a font like that. But do you know why designers hate using that font? Do you know what it is um, that is so unattractive about it? Do you also know that Papyrus is another font that you should stay away from? Knowing a bit about typography is going to help take your designs to the next level. Being able to look at the space between the letters or the space between the lines is really going to heighten your designs and will help separate you and distinguish you from an amateur designer. As well, color psychology is very interesting and so there's particular colors that you may not want to use with certain clients or certain businesses because they invoke certain feelings. As an example, blue is a color that makes people feel like you're a trustworthy brand and they feel very calm when they see your logo or your branding if there's a lot of blues in it. So if you're doing work for a party planning company that plans really fun and energetic children's parties, then you might not want to use blue because that's not going to be an appropriate color. Now that's a very high level example, but you get the idea. There's basically tons of different meanings for the colors and two colors paired together means something else. And it's really quite interesting. So I would suggest getting to know colors and typography very well and also get to know shapes and sizes and white space because this will help you with not only your logo design, but if you decide to design PDFs or brochures, you're going to need to know um, how to utilize white space properly and how to work with typography and color and lines, basically everything. So I would do that before 
before diving into the tools. So one of my favorite books to teach about graphic design theory is a book by Molly Bang. It's called Picture This. It's a picture book using shapes and colors to tell the story of Little Red Riding Hood. So we're all familiar with the story of Little Red Riding Hood, but Molly Bang is able to retell the story without actually showing any characters. So she doesn't draw a little girl with a red hood. She doesn't draw the big bad wolf. She uses shapes to convey the message and she teaches you how you can convey certain messages just through the use of shapes and lines and textures and sizes. So once you've learned a bit about art and some of the theory of graphic design, you're ready to actually get into the tools because now you'll know how to use them properly and you'll know how to build amazing designs with them. Next, let me say that I know there's other tools out there for graphic design, but I have never used any except for the Adobe suite of products. So I can't comment on any of those and specifically, I'm only going to be talking about the Adobe products. So when you're first learning graphic design, I would highly recommend starting out with Illustrator Illustrator. When I first started, I learned Photoshop, but because Photoshop isn't a tool that I actually use for most of my client work, I wouldn't jump into Photoshop because it's not going to be something that you're going to use a bunch. So basically to learn on my own, I just looked up beginner tutorials for Illustrator every day and I would do a new tutorial. So I would look up easy logo tutorials or easy illustration tutorials. The first thing you're going to want to do is to find a tutorial on YouTube that basically lets you know where everything is in Illustrator. Because when you first open it up, it can seem really intimidating and you're not gonna know how to even save a file or how to open a new artboard. So you're going to want to find some type of tutorial like that. In my blog post about how I became a graphic designer without going to school, I have a huge list of tutorials if you want to check them out or you can just go on YouTube. There's literally thousands of tutorials for you to check out. Another good resource is lynda.com. That's L-Y-N-D-A.com. I believe you have to pay to have a membership there to access some of the tutorials. I get one free with my library card. So if your city has some sort of agreement in place with Linda, you might be able to get free access. So you should totally look into that. Now there's a lot to learn, so don't feel discouraged. I would say that it took me a few months to be comfortable on Illustrator, but it really took me about a year before I could actually feel like I was a graphic designer and that I knew enough to be able to create products and to create logos for clients. I still don't know how to use every single tool in Illustrator. I mean, the program is endless with its possibilities, but I know how to use most of it. And if I ever get stumped and don't know how to use something, all you need to do is go on Google or go on YouTube and there is a tutorial for it. Once you learn Illustrator, that's when I would go into Photoshop. You're going to find that some of the tools in Photoshop are going to be the same as they are in Illustrator. So Photoshop has the pen tool as well. It's a bit different to use, but it's basically the same concept. And I find Photoshop really great for sending mockups to my clients. So that's when I create a logo for them and when I'm sending them the final version of the logo, I send it to them on different products. So if they're a shopping company, I'll send them their logo on a shopping bag and it's just something where I take their logo and I Photoshop it onto a real life item so that they can tell what their designs would look like in real life. Again, to learn Photoshop, I would do the same thing that I did for Illustrator and I would just 
Google or YouTube tutorials on something new every day and I would figure out how to learn new tools and new techniques in order to create what it was that I wanted to create. And after learning Photoshop, that's when I would get into InDesign. InDesign took me a day to learn because all the tools are basically exactly the same as Photoshop and Illustrator combined. So I knew how to use all the tools. It was just a matter of figuring out how to use some of the different ones and how to use the program itself. But InDesign is very easy. I almost find InDesign similar to Canva where it's just mostly drag and drop and you're just placing things. I think the biggest thing with InDesign is you really need to know the theory behind graphic design because that's when your white space is going to come into play just like I was talking about earlier. You're going to be making PDFs, flyers, brochures, that type of thing in InDesign. So you need to know how to design those so that they're appealing to look at and easy to read. So for some reason you can't find my blog post, I'm going to quickly list off some of the YouTube channels and the websites that I went to to learn certain things. So you're going to want to pause and grab a pen and paper or open up the notepad on your laptop, whatever it is that you want to write down with because I'm just going to kind of go through these really quickly so that you're able to know where you can go and get some more information. A good YouTube channel is called Spoon Graphics. So this is basically where I learned a little bit more about stipple shading. My favorite tutorial here is the tattoo inspired vector illustration in Adobe Illustrator. This is a bit more intermediate, but it was the one where I learned about stipple shading. And before I had my tablet, I wasn't able to do stipple shading very easily. And so this tutorial actually teaches you how to do stipple shading without having a tablet. The next YouTube channel is called Design Tuts, T-U-T-S. They have some more advanced logos, but it's really helpful to see some of the processes for the advanced logos. I don't know any graphic designers personally, and so when I had questions about things, I had nobody to turn to and nobody to ask. And I often felt very frustrated because I would be going through and designing something and I would be like, is this how it's done? Or am I just making this up? Like, what if I'm doing it totally wrong and I send this off to a client and they look at it and they just think like, are you kidding me? Like, why would you even design something? Like, like what are you thinking? So this YouTube channel has great tutorials for you just to see how some graphic designers create their designs, especially the more complex ones. Another one of my favorite YouTubers is Will Pattison. Um, his last name is spelled P-A-T-T-E-S-O-N. His channel is full of great information. He talks a lot about graphic design. He does some tutorials, but he mostly talks about freelancing and how to make a living doing graphic design. And whenever I have a question, I love turning to him to see if he has a video for it. For beginners, my absolute favorite channel on YouTube is Helen Bradley. You can spell that H-E-L-E-N and then Bradley is B-R-A-D-L-E-Y. This one is really good for beginners because her tutorials are just very simple, straightforward, and really easy to understand. In terms of Photoshop tutorials, I like the Full Learn. I don't know how to say that, but I think it's Full Learn. It's all one word, P-H-L-E-A-R-N. 
These are exclusively Photoshop tutorials and the verbal instructions make the tutorials really easy to follow along with the video. Some other channels don't have verbal instructions and you have to kind of watch what they do, pause the video and then go and try and replicate it and then go back and watch the video and then pause it and go and try to replicate the next step. But this channel talks through the tutorials and they're so easy to follow along with and you'll feel like a Photoshop pro. So when I told you that I learned InDesign in one day, I took a class that was on YouTube by Tasty Tuts. That's Tasty, T-A-S-T-Y and Tuts, T-U-T-S. They have a 15 part video series to learn InDesign. And I watched all 15 videos within one day and was able to use it instantly. So the videos are really good for that. They also talk about graphic design theory. So if that's something that you don't feel like you want to read about and you'd rather watch it, go check out Tasty Tuts because they have some really great videos. Another YouTube channel is Graphic Tweaks. That's graphic and then tweaks is T-W-E-A-K-Z. And there is just a whole bunch of logo tutorials on this one. So I really like to watch those when I wanted to see kind of what other people were doing and what their processes were. And then there's Udemy, Udemy, Udemy. I don't really know how to say it, but U-D-E-M-Y.com. That's just Udemy.com. So those are online classes and it's a mixture of paid and free. I would go take the free ones. I don't think I would pay honestly because there's so much free stuff online. And then there's Lynda.com, which I already talked about. I would definitely look into your local library and see if that's something that they offer. Now, once you know graphic design, it's time to actually build up your portfolio. One of the things that I did when I first started doing design work, and I wasn't even doing client work at this time because I wasn't super confident, but I still needed practice. I just had no idea where I could get practice from. I went to 99designs.com and I don't want to support 99designs.com because I think it's undercutting graphic designers. But if you make an account, you can go and you can see different projects and you can read the briefs for them and see what clients are looking for. This really helped me because I was able to see a design brief and then I was able to sit down and say, okay, if this was real life, if a client came to me and handed me this brief, how would I go about this? What would my first step be? What would my next step be? And it helped me to define my process and it helped prepare me for real life work because up until that point, I had no idea what clients were going to ask for when they wanted to have a logo done and I had no idea what I should be asking them. But seeing these briefs gave me a general guideline of things that I wanted to look for and things that I wanted to ask my clients. So how 99designs works is there's various levels. So for the basic one, say I needed a logo, it's $399. So I would pay 99designs, almost $400 for a logo. And so with the $400, it says that you'll get about 30 designs and you'll be able to pick from those designs and ask for a couple rounds of revisions and then you'll have your final design. So basically as a designer, what you do is you find a client or you find a business who wants some type of design work done, you get the brief, you design everything for them, and then you're competing with however many other designers that submit their designs. And basically you only get paid if they select your design. So that's really unfair for the designer. And I think it's really 
cheapening the design industry because you're working for free and you only get paid if they select your design. But the only way they're going to select your design is if you put in a lot of time and effort. So it's really not fair. So that's why I don't recommend actually signing up with 99designs in hopes of making money and submitting your work. But I would just use it to kind of get those briefs, those creative briefs, and to get a better idea of what the real world is like for graphic design. Another really fun challenge that I came across was called 100 Days, 100 Logos. And what someone had done was they had created 100 logos in 100 days, just like it sounds. They also gave themselves a 100 minute limit. So if you're learning graphic design part time on the side after work, that would be a great way to sharpen your skills and challenge yourself. Often with design, you don't have an unlimited amount of time to create a logo. So this challenge is really going to force you to hone into your creativity and figure out what works best for you to create your designs. So I really hope that you found this podcast helpful today. If any of you are trying to learn graphic design on your own, I would love if you reached out to me and just had any questions, feel free to ask them because I know what it feels like to be learning something where you have nobody to ask and it takes five times as long as it should. So I would love if you reached out to me and I could help you with any questions that you may have. I highly recommend checking out my blog post on this topic because I have a lot of helpful links in there that you can actually click on and go straight to the website. So in order to find that blog post, um, I'm going to be linking it below in the show notes, but if for some reason that link isn't there, then head over to my website, DanaNicoleDesigns.com. And then in the navigation bar, there's a little magnifying glass for the search. Search graphic design and you'll be able to pull up my blog posts that all talk about graphic design and you'll be able to find the one that talks about how to become a graphic designer without going to school. Thank you so much for taking your time to listen to today's podcast. I really hope that you learned a lot. And if you are thinking of becoming a graphic designer, I hope that I have inspired you even just a little bit. Thank you and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.